Fasten your seatbelts. It's going to be a bumpy night. You don't understand. This is a liar. How can you think that I'm her dad, but we both look exactly the same age? We do not look the same age. I was being kind. Wait, I'm going to hypnotize him. I hereby christen this mutton Barbie camper Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. Hello and welcome to this episode of Pop Gaze the Tam Tam. As promised, we're going to be bringing you a reaction review to the first episode of the Magnus Protocol. For those who don't know, the Magnus Protocol is a spin-off of the highly successful horror anthology podcast, The Magnus Archives. The Magnus Protocol is a horror podcast and sequel to The Magnus Archives, created and produced by Rusty Quill. The year is 2024 and Samam, Sam Khalid, has landed a new job at the Office of Incident Assessment and Response, a heavily underfunded government department with an unclear purpose. The job mostly consists of reading highly disturbing internet messages corralled by an archaic program and then filing those messages under highly disturbing categories, along with enduring the sniping of bitter and stressed co-workers. Just, it's working. (laughs) It's a podcast about working in this economy. And I mean, isn't that the real horror? (laughs) Occasionally, the program decides to read some of these messages aloud using some familiar voices and one such message concerns the Magnus Institute which burned down under mysterious circumstances 25 years ago. Now, warning dear listeners, this episode is full of spoilers. So, if you have never listened to the Magnus Archive and you would like to listen to that show, skip this episode because it will spoil pretty much everything for you. (laughs) For this episode, I am joined by a very special guest. Announce yourself, special guest. Hi, it's Sasha. I'm here again. (laughs) You're my second guest of 2024. Uh Welcome. I can't believe it's 2024. I'm still surprised that it's not 2021. Where did the time go, Sash? I I keep thinking it's 2020. (laughs) I know. I'll be writing the date at work and I'm just doing it all. Oh, yeah. It's, with it. Yeah, crazy. <laughs> so, obviously, the first two episodes of the Magnus Protocol dropped on Thursday. Yeah. And I immediately texted you because we love the Magnus Archive. Yeah. <laughs> And I have to say that it's one of those rare things that I actually got you into. Yes, I binged it all in like a month. Yeah, I think I did as well. Which is a lot, yeah. It is. We should confirm that this was during lockdown, so... Yes. Nobody had a life. (laughs) (laughs) There was time. (laughs) There was time. And I don't know about you, but in lockdown, I didn't really have a bedtime. I just went to sleep when I went to sleep and I woke up when I woke up. Time became completely meaningless. Yeah. uh, You're hungry, you eat, if you're tired, you go to sleep. (laughs) So before we get in to the actual Magnus Protocol conversation, I wanted to ask you some questions about the Magnus archives. So... Mm -hmm. What was your favourite episode of the Magnus Archives? 
I looked up the name of it. <laughs> the one with binary, that one. I don't know, something about that, just getting yourself trapped and then just being trapped. It's just kind of faintly horrifying. I think so much of the Magnus Archive, when you actually, the episodes, when you stand back and you think about them, that's when the horror comes in. Because, like, yeah, the more you think about it, the more you're like, actually, that is terrifying. <laughs> Going back to my questions. Yeah. What of the fears scares you the most? Buried. Yeah. Absolutely the buried. So claustrophobic. Oh, yeah. Something about that just really, yeah. I mean, not not that I'd be fine with the others, but no, no that that one that is the one that would that would get me. <laughs> yeah, that can be really scary. I mean, basically, what we're saying is all the fears are scary in their own unique ways. <laughs> yeah. But for me personally, the buried is just up there. So, who's your favourite character? in the Magnus archives. I like John. I do like John. Like he he's he's an idiot and he makes very bad decisions, but I mean he try he's trying to be good. I think John is really interesting because obviously my favorite episode is Anglerfish. And mm. I think it's interesting that who John is is really laid out in that first episode. Yeah. And I think especially for me like when Prentice attacks and we, we find out that actually he does believe yeah. statements. And he is involved. He's just pretending because of he can feel the eye. Because up until that point, he just seems like willfully oblivious. Yeah. I think that's probably the moment I, I sort of realised how much of a complex character he was going to be. Yeah. That's like the whole him and Martin thing. Like that's like I'm I'm a I'm a total sucker for the whole enemies to lovers trope. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it was like it, fair play. It was very well written. Yes their relationship is not the central fixed point of the series. It feels organic. It doesn't feel like they were aiming to do this epic love story. It just happened. Yeah. We've spent a bit of time on the Magnus archives. Let's talk about the Magnus Protocol, because that's why you're here. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Let's get into new characters. So we were introduced to a host of new characters, the main ones being Sam, Alice, Lena, Colin and Gwen. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to get into this too much because I've seen a lot of people online, the discourses, let's not fall into the trap of sort of saying that this Magnus Protocol character aligns with this Magnus Archive character. But let's just do that anyway. (laughs) (laughs) So for me, Sam kind of reminded me of Martin. Mm, I think I'd agree with that. Like early Martin, I think. And obviously this is like early Sam. Is it only three series? I forget how much they've planned. Yeah, like Martin in the first series when he was still like, like, not innocent as such, but you know what I mean? I think the like, word you're struggling to say is normal or without the trauma that he later experienced. Possibly, <laughs> yes. <laughs> the untraumatised version of Martin. <laughs> Sam is yet to be traumatised. Yeah, I mean, that's coming, let's be honest. I mean, or is it? Is it? Have they tricked us? Is this actually just going to be a standard drama about working in an office? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, just saying about Sam as well. Because we, maybe there is trauma. There, there was one thing I, the line that I found interesting was him saying something about Magnus Institute being a blast from the past. Yeah, I noticed that as well. 
Okay. And I was thinking, because lots of people worked in the Magnus Institute, didn't they? It was, there was the archive people, but then there were other people that worked there. But then, like, in Protoqueen, didn't it, like, burn down, like, 20 years before? Yeah, but that was interesting, because wasn't there a fire in the Magnus archives at the start of the archives when they said it was 10 years ago? I can't remember no, that, that fire thing rings a bell, and I'm pretty sure it was in the original series, but I don't know. And I, and that stood out to me as well. And he doesn't seem old enough to be... I would imagine if you'd started working there in your 20s, you'd be in your 40s now, and the voice actor doesn't sound old enough. No, he, he sounds like he'd have been like a child yeah. when it happened. Potentially, could he have had a parent that worked there? Mm. Because we're going to get into yeah, that but... in a minute. Alice reminded me of early tim yeah i get yeah i get that vibe at the nonchalant but i think the nonchalant is masking more than than we can first come to expect yeah because spoiler as we know tim had this whole hidden side of himself and the reason why he was actually working in the archive yeah i think there's a bit more to come from Alice because she seemed too upbeat. A bit too blasé yeah. about the statements or whatever they're calling them in this. Like, it's like, oh yeah, there's these, just, you know, these stories about horrific things. Yeah, just file it where you want. So Lena, who apparently is head of this department, I was getting Gertrude Robinson. Yeah. Again, I'm sort of feeling like there's going to be more to the character. Like, like we had with Gertrude, actually, sort of started out being that old, she's like doddery old woman who like messed up the archives. Mm. And then we find out there's like all this stuff going back on behind the scenes. Like, I I think Lena's more involved in whatever's going, I mean, I (laughs) don't mean to start, I could could be just talking rubbish, but like, I don't know, there's something about the conversation in the first episode between like her and Gwen. Yeah. I think the line that stuck out to me is that you don't have what it takes for the career progression. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, the thing about Gertrude, as you said, she was sort of painted as somebody who was useless at her job. Turns out she was actually a mastermind who was holding back the powers of evil. Yeah. Great. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, as to whether Lena's doing that or whether she's part of the evil remains to be seen. Yeah. But yeah, I definitely feel like it's more than just like annoying sort of cold boss type thing. Yeah. And then moving on to Colin, Scottish Colin. He reminded me of later Tim. Yeah. Kind of very <laughs> jaded, very like bitter. Unhinged. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, like the bit at the end of the episode. <laughs> I know. So, someone we haven't mentioned, we've mentioned briefly, is Gwen. So, Gwen's surname, not in the actual episode, but in the credits, was revealed to be Beauchard. And obviously, the most famous Beauchard, probably the only one, (laughs) is Elias. Now, we know that in the Magnus archives, Elias Beauchard was a man who died in 1996 and then his body was used by Jonah Magnus. So if Elias had had a child, the dates would line up because that person would be in their mid 
to late 20s now. Yeah. I'm not clear where this universe ties to yeah. Magnus Archives. Also, like, if if Jonah Magnus had had a child whilst in the body of Bouchard... That's true. Yeah. I didn't think of that. Magnus' child. Oh, my God. Um, yeah. So if it was a case of the same sort of timeline, only in this universe, the Institute was destroyed, whereas in Magnus' focus it wasn't. Um, in theory, there could have been an Elias Bouchard who was killed by Jonah Magnus in 96 and then had a child as part of some other plan. I'm not suggesting there was any sort of romance stuff, but, like, you know, it, it could well be. I have faith that they wouldn't do something like that just for fun. Yeah. Like, writing it. So she's going to be connected to Elias somehow. And also her, her determination to progress career through the like career. Like she yeah. wants to be there and she wants to be high up. Yeah, that's really interesting because if she was potentially conceived through the body of Elias, but with Jonah Magnus, Magnus is Magnus's consciousness, mm. then she could be Jonah Magnus Jr., without knowing it so there could be yeah. elements of her personality that she shares with Jonah Magnus without going full Magnus at this point yeah so we were introduced to two of the voices from the computer and I want to ask yeah. you do we think that they are John and Martin I don't know I have several thoughts on this <laughs> tell me them it could feasibly be John and Martin, because obviously the computers are listening. There is a consciousness there. Mm. They could have just decided to have fun with it and be the voice in the computer just to create fan theories. But <laughs> it could very feasibly be John and Martin. Yeah. But then that opens up a whole other thing of like, are they conscious in there? Are they completely trapped? Who is the third person in there with them? It kind of goes back to like, whole. Okay, you sang her like by saying my favorite is Magnus but they'd be trapped in the computer. Yeah. Are they consciously aware if it is them that they're trapped? Like that's kind of horrifying in and of itself. And like, are they aware, or is it just like their voices? Like, I don't know. I honestly, I I couldn't say whether it's them or not. Well, I think there's two sides to whether it is or isn't. So the first side is: is it John and Martin? Is this where they ended up with the web? and all the things that sort of disappeared. Is this actually where they ended up? But that kind of has some connotations. So for me, the worst thing that could happen is that it is John and Martin, and that they at some point become corporeal, and then it becomes the John and Martin show, and the other characters kind of are around them, which I don't think they would ever do. But I can see fans some fans wanting that yeah i think if it is them i don't see that it would work that they became corporeal mm. i think that that's a lot of like i'm fudging with reality and like, they do that all the bloody time but <laughs> um they would have to ha have some way of them speaking for themselves not just reading out the things yeah in which case i could see that they could kind of make them background characters because they're not going to be involved in everything Mm. But then if it is them, like I was saying, like, who's the third voice? Well, who is the third voice? Is it Jonah Magnus? If yeah, if, this is what I'm thinking. If it's them, this transfer, whatever the heck it is, like, would have happened at the end of Magnus Archives. And the only other person in the room with them, even though he was dead at the time, was Magnus. Yeah. 
Well, so hadn't Magnus him. transferred a little bit over to John at that point? Possibly. They, they haven't really explained how it works, but so then, like, are they trapped with Jonah Magnus, which is also kind of horrifying. I wonder is, as they read the statements, whether they'll become more and more aware of their surroundings. Yeah, it's it opens yeah. up a lot of possibilities, but it also boxes you into some corners. When I heard their voices, I was happy to hear them again, but it also made me feel a little bit like, let this stand on its own. Yeah, because like the, the other thing about it is, I mean, also there was that thing at the beginning of the episode with Alexander Neal saying, you don't have to have listened to the Magnus Archives to listen to this, mm. which makes me think that they can't be relying or, to, or tying it too heavily to the Magnus Archives or it wouldn't make sense. Yeah. Because anyone coming into this who's never listened to Moses Archives wouldn't have a clue who the heck John and Martin were. That's true. So they would just hear them so as to, voices of yeah. computer. So to make them like a focus point wouldn't work. No. If you're saying this is a separate project. Yeah. So that's possibly against it being them. I don't know if I want it to be them at all. I haven't decided. <laughs> no, I haven't either. Because, I mean, as well, I think that their story was tied up really nicely. Not that they, I mean, they didn't get a happy ending. But to be honest, we don't know that they didn't. We actually don't know no. what happened to them. That thing, it was open and it was bittersweet. And it was like, you could make it what you want. Yeah. Basically. I'd um, also say it speaks to their characters. I don't think either of them would know how to really be happy. Mm. And... I'm not sure a happy ending was ever on the cards for them because I don't think that them being together was ever on the cards for them. And yeah, I have to say, as much as I love John, and I do, I think he's great, I think in terms of being a boyfriend to Martin or to anyone, because he wasn't exactly great with Georgie, was he either? So to mm. being a boyfriend was not something that he was very good at doing. No, not, not without the trauma. No, no. And I actually wonder, without the trauma, if, like, we know that Martin loved John pretty much from the start, but I don't think it was the same for John. And I do think without the trauma, what is actually there? What is, what, who is he? <laughs> That's <Yeah>. very good. <laughs> like, who are you? <laughs> I'm mm-hmm. sure there's plenty out there that I haven't seen. So either you, you can believe they died, you can believe they lived happily ever after somewhere else. Yeah. This is like a confirmation, actually, they just went and got trapped in a computer. <laughs> like, that, that's a whole other thing. <laughs> but it is the Magnus Archives. When you go to work there, you sign some sort of blood pact that basically says, you are never getting out of here. And if you do, it yeah. won't be for long. <laughs> I mean, they're all dead, but they don't know it, which is, uh, yeah. I mean, we feel that every day working the nine to five, you know? <laughs> yeah. The computer and the voices in it, because they're, they're like, the, you know, running like an ancient operating system, an yeah. ancient machine yeah. that shouldn't work, but it does. Like, cl- clearly that's something going on, but just because the voices are important characters 
doesn't make them John and Martin. That's true. That's true. I mean, we should also say that the frightening thing about this is that the ancient machine in question was from 1995 and we were both born before 1995. (laughs) They're like, oh, it's ancient. It's got a floppy drive. And I'm just like, yeah, I remember being a teenager and using floppy drives. Shut up. So the real horror is that we're old. That's where the horror lies. (laughs) (laughs) okay so since we've talked about the computer we met another character briefly at the start of this episode it was his leave-in do and his name was teddy do we think teddy got eaten by the computer i don't know i'm in two minds about it because i mean it's possible because there was a whole oh you left the work station on this you didn't think he had but it turned on the list kind of thing but it could just be like how in sorry keep bringing out archives but like like how they suddenly noticed the tape recorder was running yeah like the computer would just turn itself on to listen and he just went and turned it off again i would be genuinely surprised if teddy makes a reappearance and he's not daddy yeah (laughs) what i wasn't clear on and i've Mm -hmm. listened to it again and i'm still not entirely clear on it is whether everyone else was still around when he went to turn it off or whether they'd all gone to the pub yeah that was I did get a couple of times, I felt a bit confused about spaces. Where was everybody located? And I felt with the Magnus Archives, and I know we keep talking about it, so I'll try and talk about it less. But with that, we had that slowly creep in for us to understand that there were offices where the archives actually were and that it was in a basement of a bigger institute. We got the layout slowly. With this, I mm. felt because, and I, I think it worked because we really only heard one voice in the beginning, which was John's. And from John, we learned information that he had Martin, Tim, and Sasha had all started, and that Gertrude Robinson wasn't keeping the archive very well managed and things like that. But because it was one voice narrating all of this to you, we slowly got the information and could piece out what the archive actually looked like whereas we were immediately in the middle of a conversation with this and it took me a while Mm. to realize that we actually were in a different location and when we went from the pub to the office and then back to the pub I felt like we needed a bit more delineation of like what where are these spaces how far away are they from each other? So that that was just for me. Yeah, because like, they, they'd all said, like, oh, let's go to the pub. And then sort of told him to go and turn off his computer. Like, Lena told him to go and turn off his computer. But I, mean, I wasn't clear on whether they were all stood around waiting for him or whether he was alone at that point. Yeah. Because obviously, if they were still there, they'd notice if he got eaten by a computer. That's true. Because um, I thought it started with them being in the pub, but they were in I'm the office. Sure. Yeah, they were just, yeah. So even there, there's a bit of confusion. The only thing that I found a bit confusing with it was just spatially. Where are we? Yeah. And I just wonder if a bit more background noise, if we are in a pub, just hearing a bit more background noise would have been able to situate us in a space with lots and lots of other people. Mm. Okay, so what did you think 
of this episode. Obviously, we're only talking about episode one. We I listened to episode two and I'm sure you did as well. But I thought to cut down yeah. on this being two and two and a half hours long, I thought let's just do episode one. <laughs> what did you think of it? I really enjoyed it. I think I'm still slightly confused about things. Mm. Because I, I think I need to listen to it again to like get it in my head because it's still trying to establish everything. Mm. But I, I really enjoyed it. Like I thought like the statements that it had were really good. Yeah. Personally, I really enjoyed the Red Cardinal statement. Yes, that was the best one. I'm not sure what it was about that one. For me, I think it worked on two levels. Firstly, having been around sort of Reddit and those sorts of forums, I think it created how it actually sounds when people respond to each other. So it created sort of like the environment that we all know. If you've ever been on Discord, if you've ever been in a Facebook group, if you've ever been on Reddit, it felt verbatim what it's like. And the other side of it was when he went to the Institute, I felt like John and Martin and Sasha and Tim and all the other characters were kind of still there. Yeah. I did like in it as well, like, there's something, they put up, like, the picture of the graffiti, and of course, we don't know what the picture was of. No. Because we're listening to it. But just having sort of the pictures there, followed by comments, like, saying, oh, gross, what's wrong with you? Like, what the hell is that? Are those eyes? Which mm. I really liked. Yeah. <laughs> so clearly, this was something, like, really disturbing. Yeah. But we don't know what it was, and I really liked that as well. Well, for me, it was when he mentioned about the box, and I thought, that's the box that Sasha got sucked into. Yeah, that's the box on the table, yeah. Yeah. So, my question is, what is the end goal of this? Because it feels like they're rebuilding the archive, although they don't know they're doing that. Mm. At the moment, just assuming that this is a follow-up department, this is this is something that was set up as the archive burnt down. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's basically doing what the Magnus Archives did, just not calling itself that. Yeah. But yeah, like obviously in, in like the Magnus Archives proper, like there there was there was an end goal during the Magnus whoever however many other people were trying to achieve. Like obviously we don't really know who the enemies are in this one yet, so we have no way of knowing what the end yeah. goal is. Yeah. I think you can speculate potentially, is mm. it the fears? I hope that's not the case. Because I think that that story was just tied up. Like John and Martin, I think all of that with the fears and when in the last statement we heard about how the first fear sort of entered the world, it totally completed itself. So I hope that Mm. they're not accidentally just rebuilding the archive without knowing it and then all the fears are going to come back and Gwen's going to be the reincarnation of Jonah Magnus. 5.0 you know because firstly I think as I said about the John and Martin thing let let this stand on its own let this be its own thing I just wonder if calling it the Magnus Protocol or like slightly reductive because we all are waiting for the next shoe to drop yeah see I, I I'm I'm withholding judgment on that because either something else like like you say the other shoe's gonna drop there's going to be something to tie it into it. Like, it's going to turn out to be the fears from our uni- that universe. Mm. It's going to be John and Martha, blah, blah, blah. Or 
they've called it the Magnus Protocol because they want to tie it to the Magnus Archives because that was a really popular yeah. product for them. Which cynically, I, I, that that I hope it's not that version because that just feels kind of you know what I mean a bit not good. So like, I I I hope there is slight tie-in mm. if they're going that way. If it's just like another horror anthology and they're not going to make it connected at all, then. I feel like calling it Magnus Protocol was a bit, I don't know, I don't know how to describe it, but you know what I mean? Well, I think it was a mistake because... Is it, if, if it's not going to be actually connected yeah. in some way, shape or form, then I think it was a mistake. Yeah, and we're just going on episode uh, one, and this is worst case scenario. We're not in any way saying that they've made a mistake calling it the Magnus Protocol. It's only if worst case scenario, it's something completely different, but the whole fan base thinks that it's a continuation of a similar sort of plot line. Then I think that would be a mistake because you're asking this narrative to carry the torch. For the one that went before. Yeah, Jonathan Sims, like, he is very good at writing horror. Mm. And I'm sure whatever he comes up with and whatever the episodes are, like, it's going to be good. Yeah. But I think if they've called it Magnus Protocol and it's not actually connected to Magnus Archives, that just sets it up for disappointment. Yeah. Like, it's never going to be as good Mm. because it's, like, not the original. Whereas if it is, like, a loose sequel... And there's going to be some sort of tie in that changes things a bit for mm. me at least. But yeah, obviously, I have no way of knowing whether that will be a yes or not. No, we'll just have to keep listening. I mean, this is the thing, isn't it? They've tied us in, yeah. right? <laughs> <laughs> so, what would you give this out of 10, this first episode? I'd give it an eight, I reckon. I think it was a good first episode. And again, I think I probably would have thought more of it if it hadn't been in the shadow of the Magnus yeah. Archives. Yeah. But it, it was still really good. And I think the thing is, this is a medium audio adventure podcast that I don't hear enough of. And it feels like this is such a natural medium to get into and such a natural medium for more people to do. And it it feels like there should be more of these, but there aren't. Because everybody's trying to go for a TV show or a pilot. When actually, look at what they've... I mean, it could could have been so easy to turn the Magnus Archives into a TV show. But it wouldn't have worked. Because it wouldn't have had the budget. No. It had an infinite budget. And that's why it was so good. Because you can just imagine anything going on. And they're just giving you sound effects. That's... Yeah, it definitely wouldn't work as a TV show. Like... Either you have to have, like you say, you have to have a budget to like, show these things, or you're literally watching a man sit and read into a tape recorder, um, <laughs> which doesn't really sound that riveting. No. Um, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I'm one of these people. I it depends on the man. As well. And I would also say, like, if it was um, Dumois, if somebody... <laughs> Did Dumois into a like a recorder was just like here's a blind item of I'd be like yes because I do watch those on TikTok. (laughs) (laughs) This has been a fabulous conversation. Thank you so much for taking the time to speak to me. Yeah, I always look forward to our chats so much. I record (laughs) them. (laughs) Yeah, keep them forever.
myself a cup of ambition and yawn and stretch and try to come to life. Jump in the shower and the blood starts pumping out on the streets. The traffic starts jumping with folks like me on the job from nine to five. Working nine.